I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of Usapang Econ is brought to you by PLDT Home Biz. Get fiber fast connection for your biz at home. Grabe Jeff, parang malapit nang mag-back to normal, no? Simula nung nag-alert level 1, sobrang dami na ulin tao sa mga public places like malls. Sinabi mo pa, parang wala na ang COVID, ba? Pero at some point, iniisip ko din na this is a good thing. Kasi ba chance na ng mga negosyante makabawi eh. Kasi ba sunod-sunod yung lockdowns ng mga nagdaang taon? Yes, Jeff, lalo na yung mga MSMEs. Yung micro, small, and medium enterprises. Kasi sila talaga yung tinamaan eh. Pero speaking of MSMEs, medyo nabilib din ako how the pandemic pushed a lot of them to step up at mag-adopt sa situation. Totoo yan. Sa dami nga ng online sellers, minsan nauubos yung oras ko sa Instagram kasi nagtitingin-tingin ako ng mga products na binibenta nila. <laughs> Weh, magtingin-tingin lang ba? Okay, fine. <laughs> Inamin ko naman na minsan napapabili ako, no? Pero wag kang plastic. For sure, ikaw rin. <laughs> of course! I support our MSMEs. Okay, ginamit mo pa yung mga MSMEs. Pero, Cherry, dahil love naman talaga natin yung mga MSMEs, at marami rin sa mga listeners natin yung may mga online business, siguro magandang pag-usapan natin kung paano nga ba magiging mas effective yung kanilang online presence gamit ang economics. Ako si Jeff Arapok. At ako si Cherry Madriaga. At welcome sa Usapang Econ Podcast. Ang Usapang Econ Podcast ay proyekto ng mga batang ekonomista na naglalayong gawing mas fun, relatable, and understandable ang economics. Powered by Puma Podcast. Jeff, di ba may podcast episode na tayo about online shopping at kung paano ba tayo nabubudol ng mga online sellers? So, ibig sabihin ba this episode, tuturuan natin yung mga online sellers na mambudol? Hindi naman ganun, Cherry. <laughs> Grabe naman yung mambudol. Pero siguro, yung pag-uusapan natin ngayon is more like trying to help online sellers na i-maximize yung online presence nila by facilitating the buyer's purchasing decisions through subtle or direct prompts. Sa economics, mas kilala ito sa tawag na nudging. Oh, that's an interesting area sa economics. Pero yung term na nudge ay ginagamit rin in normal conversation. Ang ibig sabihin nito ay konting push. Related naman siya sa explanation in economics. So Jeff, siguro, explain mo na natin sa mga listeners kung ano nga ba yung nudging. Siguro, Cherry, to formally explain what nudging is, pwede natin gamitin yung definition na binigay nila Thaler and Sunstein. Ang nudging raw is any aspect of choice architecture that alters people's behavior in a predictable way without forbidding any options or significantly changing their economic incentives. So, to put it simply, ibig sabihin, yung nudging pala is a way of presenting a lot of available options, 
Pero parang you're designing it so people will choose the best option. Tama ba? Correct. Kasi diba sa behavioral economics, sinasabi na prone to systematic errors ang human mind. Ibig sabihin, hindi agad natin natitimbang yung benefits at saka yung costs ng mga available options. So ang ending, minsan napipili natin yung mga bagay na hindi mabuti para sa atin. Ah, parang nabasa ko yan. So, for example, sa mga kids, kung pagpipiliin between junk food or fruits, syempre mas pipiliin nila yung junk food kasi yun yung mas masarap. Bukod doon, hindi rin kasi clear sa kanila yung health benefits ng fruits. So, through nudging, pwede mo magawa ng paraan para makonsider ng mga kids na piliin ng fruits over the junk food. Yes, Cherry. Sa book na sinulat nga ni Thaler and Sunstein, ang example nila ay yung paglalagay ng mga fruits na ay level sa mga bata. Kasi dahil dun nga, mas dumami yung mga batang pumipili ng fruits eh. Ah, okay. So, ang nudging is like a light push by making the cost and benefits of an option to be more apparent. Pero Jeff, ang nudging ay hindi pareho sa coercion. I mean, walang nangyayaring pilitan. Yes, Cherry. Kumbaga yung example kanina of putting yung mga fruits na ay level sa mga bata, nudging yun. Pero if the school decided to ban junk foods, hindi na yun nudge. Considered na siyang coercion kasi you're already forbidding an available option. Kumbaga sa term ni Sinayda Seba, yung free will, inalis mo na yung free will ng mga tao eh. Alam mo, sa mga hirip mong yan, nabubukin yung edad natin eh. But I agree. So, in principle, hindi naman pala talaga masama itong nudging. But Jeff, paano nga ba nagsimula itong concept na to? Ang nudge theory kasi, Cherry, na-develop siya noong 2008 ni Professor Richard Thaler. Yung Thaler na nabanggit natin kanina, isa siyang US economist. Pero, lalong nag-gain ng traction yung nudging noong lumabas yung book nila ni Professor Cass Sunstein. Ang pangalan ng book, Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth, and Happiness. Pero Cherry ha, well mga economists yung nag-coin ng term na nudge, I have to admit na hindi ito bago sa field ng ibang social sciences, gaya na lang ng sociology, political science, and psychology. In fact, marami-rami na ngang nudging techniques ang ginagamit eh, from politics to marketing, even before pa ma-formalize yung nudging sa field ng economics. Magandang application ng nudging ay yung policy nudging to implement government policies. Nauna ang United Kingdom magkaroon ng sarili nilang nudging unit noong 2010 at tinawag nila itong Behavioral Insights Team or mas kilala sa tawag na BIT. Yung BIT ang nagpasimuno ng paglalagay ng footprint sticker sa sahig patungo sa pinakamalapit na sink para mahikayat ang mga bata na maghugas ng kamay. Ngayong pandemic, gumagamit na rin ng visual cues tulad nito ang iba't ibang bansa para ma-practice ng mga tao ang hand washing. Sa ngayon, umaabot na sa mahigit kumulang 200 public policy units tulad ng BIT ang gumagamit ng nudging techniques worldwide. Isa sa mga pinakasikat na example ng nudging application sa policy intervention ay yung paglalagay ng small fly-shaped stickers sa mga urinals sa Schiphol Airport sa Amsterdam. Dahil sa simpleng fly sticker na yun, nababawasan ng around 80% ang urine spillage sa mga male restrooms. Grabe no, imbis na gumastos ka sa malalaking urinals or sophisticated na urinal cleaning system, sticker lang pala eh, sapat na. 
Yes, a simple yet properly constructed nudge can be more powerful than some traditional policy interventions na kadalasan ay very costly na ineffective pa. Pero Jeff, I'm sure yung mga listeners natin, lalo na yung merong businesses dyan, they're probably curious kung pwede ba nila magamit ang nudging in boosting their sales. Yes, pwedeng-pwede. Kasi nga diba, sabi sa behavioral economics, people are not as rational as we think they are. So the same thing is true sa mga consumers. Oo nga, gaya nga nang sabi mo kanina, prone to systematic errors ang human mind. So it means na kung magiging unpleasant ang shopping experience nila because of regrets sa napili nilang product, then malaki ang possibility na hindi na sila ulit bumili. Yes, Cherry, kasi ba diba, lahat naman ng sellers ang main goal ay customer retention eh. So nudging can help them achieve this goal. Ah, so ibig mo bang sabihin is that businesses can utilize nudging techniques to facilitate a better shopping experience for their customers? Yes, Cherry. If nudging can lead to customers' fast and efficient decision-making process na hindi nila pagsisisihan, it's the hallmark of a great shopping experience eh. Kasi diba, ang humans, pini-prefer naman kasi talaga nila ang convenience over rationality. And nudging can make buying decisions feel more natural and automatic na kayang mag-increase ng convenience sa pagsha-shopping. Ang episode na ito ay nagawa kasama ng suporta ng PLDT Home Biz. Saludo kami sa mga negosyong na itayo at nag-thrive during the pandemic. It just goes to show that when you and your customers believe in the work you do, ang daming mga posibilidad. Keep your business going strong with PLDT Home Biz. Sa Plan 2099, you get 24-7 unlimited 100 Mbps of fiber-fast internet. Access to e-commerce partner solutions to keep your business running smoothly and a free backup internet or a prepaid Wi-Fi unit to make sure you're always there for your loyal customers. Visit www.pldthome.com biz to make the best out of your home biz. So Jeff, siguro maganda if we can cite examples of effective nudging techniques. Yung pwedeng gamitin ng mga business owners to improve the online shopping experience of their customers. Game! Punta muna tayo dun sa pinakakilalang nudging technique na talamak both sa online and sa mga physical stores, yung upselling. Ah, alam ko yan. Di ba ito yung sales technique kung saan customers are encouraged to purchase more expensive items, upgrades, or other add-ons for the sellers to generate more revenues? Tapos, para naman sa side ng consumers, this nudge helps them to choose an option na may better quality or an option na mas mamamaximize yung value for their money. Gaya yan nung offer na sizes ng drinks sa mga coffee shops. Tama ba? Yes. The same thing dun sa mga upsize options sa mga fast food chains. Yan ang reason kaya never ako nagka-abs eh. <laughs> Sinisimi pa talaga ang mga fast food chains. Anyway, dumako naman tayo sa susunog na kilalang nudging technique. Ang default option. This is a nudging technique kung saan ang seller sets the default option to a specific option na gusto niya piliin ni consumer. Ay, gustong-gusto ko tong nudge technique na to, lalo na kung tama yung pinagagamitan ha. 
One good example nito ay yung pag-o-offer ng mga travel agents ng mga default tour packages na may kasama ng travel insurance. Kasi di ba yung mga tao, minsan nakakalimutan nila yung importance ng travel insurance. Kasi hindi nila natitake into account yung risk ng pagta-travel, no matter how small it is. I love this technique kasi while you set it as a default option, may free will pa rin naman yung consumers na mag-opt out from it. At may mga sellers din na ginagamit ang default option to nudge their customers to choose an environmentally friendly option. Kunwari, default na walang kasamang straw. You have to request for it kung gusto mo lang talaga gumamit ng straw. Ayos yan, no? Kasi bukod sa nakakatipid yung seller sa cost ng straw, hindi ka pa nakakadagdag sa basura. May naisip pa akong example. Yung pag nag-open ka ng websites, for instance, madalas ako bumisita sa Rags to Riches or Anthill, may pop-up na magsasabing kapag nag-sign up ka, you get 250 pesos off your first purchase. May early access ka rin kapag may nilalabas na bagong products. Ah, yan yung overlay nudge. Isa yan sa mga paraan ng sellers to highlight their promos and important information na maaaring makatulong sa purchasing decision ng mga customers. Hmm... Paano naman yung mga sellers na kunwari yung benta nila pupunta sa charity or NGO? Example na lang si Angkan. Kapag bumili kang certain product nila, proceeds ay pupuntang Save the Children. Ah, di ba yung Angkan yung social enterprise na nagbebenta ng mga handbags, shoes, accessories na ginawa ng iba't ibang IP communities? Yes, pakinggan natin si Carol De Leon, owner and creator of Angkan. Ankan is a social enterprise. It was initially registered in the United States um, in Los Angeles. And it is a Tagalog word that we consciously chose as our trademark logo and brand. And it means family, tribe. I had been working as a product development specialist and as a designer for many, many years out of California, out of, out of Los Angeles. And after so many years of being in the fashion industry, I realized that I had an inner conflict. We were getting more and more information that environmentally, the fashion industry was super guilty of um, many crimes, right? So I, I was torn. I had to do whatever I had to do to design something that was going to make a company profitable. That is not the goal now in Ankan. The goal is to make a beautiful product that we are proud of and make a beautiful product that our customers are proud to wear. Two years before we actually moved here, I became um, a consultant to DTI and Design Center Philippines. My first assignment was with helping MSMEs with their product development and design. Then they gave me another assignment and it was working with 13 indigenous communities up and down the Philippines from, you know, the Tiboli to Ifugao to Benguet, Agusan to South Cotabato. And then everything stopped because of the pandemic. You know, I, I had their Facebook contacts and I was like, how are you guys? What's going on? They said, ma'am, we don't have work. We don't have income. And that's how it started. With all of this in mind, we moved our business and our life from Los Angeles to Manila. And then, so we just dedicated all Made in Philippines products under the Ankan label. 
Yan naman yung tinatawag na activism appeal and sense of community nudge. Kasi di ba, feeling mo may purpose yung pag-purchase mo ng goods. Then you also feel na you are part of a greater cause. Speaking of community, parang mas nafe-feel mo siya lalo ngayon sa panahon ng social media. Kung may fina-follow kang certain pages or member ka na isang Facebook group, feeling mo hindi ka mere customer pero part ka ng isang community na pwede kang mag-interact or mag-engage. Dito na rin papasok ang isa pang klase ng nudge, ang social proof. Kinausap natin ang isang social media influencer at food reviewer tungkol sa importance ng authenticity. Ito si Mark Tan ng Explorations. Nung kasagsagan ng pandemic, parang ang daming cooking recipes or recipe videos na yung natural lang. Madalas nga kapag uh, mas raw, mas maganda yung engagement. So parang kapag ka hindi masyadong styled na styled yung video or yung photos, mas maganda pa. Ang pangit kasi minsan kapag masyadong scripted, yung relatability nawawala. Agree! Tinanong din natin si Carol Afangkan tungkol dito. Okay, well, first of all, um, I'm still hands-on on the Instagram. I think the brand is still new, so I want to strive for authenticity. So I really want to make sure that the voice of the brand is very well-formed. And so I, I actually don't just put a post and that's it. Like, I really think about what captions are going to be, you know, describing whatever it is that we posted. Jeff, under rin ng social proof ang paggamit ng product reviews at ratings. Pakinggan ang aming panayam kay Jennifer Bautista, isang online shopper, kung paano nakakatulong ang mga product reviews at ratings sa kanyang purchasing decisions. I make sure talaga na mabusisi ako eh. Bihira sa akin mangyari yung, ay, ito pala yung itsura niya pagdating. Yun. Sobra kong binabase talaga yung mga reviews. Kasi uh, yung mga site na pinupuntahan ko din naman, hindi naman siya yung, kumbaga, yung traffic niya, marami namang pumupunta. Kaya yung mga reviews madadami. Halimbawa, bihira ako bumili nung may product, tapos parang sampu lang yung review. Tapos mataas yung rating. Pero nagdududa, okay, sampu lang sila eh, tas ang taas. Baka hindi gitong kaano. So, tinitinyan ko na yung kami ng mga reviews. Pagbawa, hundreds. Of, medyo naniniwala ako dun pagkaganyan. Yun. So far, hindi pa naman ako sobrang napahiya dun sa nareceive ko. Dun sa expectation versus reality. So, Jeff, talaga palang makakatulong sa ating MSMEs kung matututunan nilang iba't ibang nudging techniques, no? Oo, Cherry. Nudging will really help them boost customer engagement, acquisition, and retention. Basta ma-implement lang ito ng tama. Pero Jeff, while napatunayan na natin kung gaano ka-powerful ang nudge, kailan ba nating masasabing masama na o magbabackfire ang paggamit nito? Well, yan ang kailangan nilang abangan sa susunod nating episode. Ang Dark Side ng Nudging. Muli, ako si Jeff Arapok. At ako naman si Cherry Madriaga. You've been listening to Usapang Econ Podcast, powered by Puma Podcast. I-follow ang Usapang Econ Podcast sa Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. Sundan nyo rin kami sa aming blog sa usapangecon.com. I-like and i-follow nyo rin kami sa Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at LinkedIn. 
maaari rin kayong mag-subscribe sa aming YouTube channel. Salamat sa audio editor ng episode na ito na si Joe Salcedo at sa producer namin na si Macy Hoven. Salamat din muli kay Mark Tan, Jennifer Bautista at Carol De Leon sa mga panayam. Kung nagustuhan nyo ang episode na ito, please share it with a friend. Dahil ang economics ay para sa lahat. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.